the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the Capitol City. It's a long, long wait while I'm sitting in committee. But I know I'll be a law someday. At least I hope and pray that I will. But today I am still just a bill. No, it is not Saturday morning. It is not the Saturday morning cartoons of the 70s and 80s. It is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. We've got a fantastic show for you tonight and a craft beer guest that will be joining me this hour. We're happening to be the birthday edition of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast because today is my birthday. Uh, some news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easy on Twitter, at Algatulo. Instagram, at Gatulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AGCraftBeerCast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AGCraftBeerCast, and you can find all the shows on those two platforms. Download them and listen to them at your leisure. Now, my guest tonight on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer is Jay Wolf from DrinkHV.com. Jay's been on the program before. He was nice enough to stop in studio to record a spot on my birthday, no less. Uh, we'll talk about all the things that are going on in the Hudson Valley when it comes to the Suds. And that'll happen about 20 minutes from now. The reason why I played Schoolhouse Rock's I'm Just a Bill is because the guy who composed a majority of Schoolhouse Rock, Bob Duro, uh, passed away earlier in the week at the age of 94 years old. And Bob, for those of you who are not aware of, was a jazz musician, uh, played with Miles Davis, uh, a bunch of different people. And in the early 70s, as uh, jazz money was kind of running thin, uh, Duro was asked by his boss at an advertising company where he had a day job uh, to set the multiplication tables to music. Um, and his boss at the time had cited his children's ability to remember Hendrix and Rolling Stones lyrics, but not their school lessons. So Duro uh, told NPR in an interview one time, he said, I got the idea that three is a magic number, and he created three is a magic number. Now, I, I know most of you remember this song. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. It's a magic number. So that was one of the one of the songs that Bob Doro created, and then you know would go on to create uh, Conjunction Junction, uh, th- uh, Electricity Electricity, Lolly Lolly Lolly. Get your adverbs here. Uh, the the song that I played, I'm just a Bill. He would create all of these different songs for Schoolhouse Rock. And for those of you who grew up in the '70s and early '80s, Schoolhouse Rock was a part of the Saturday morning cartoons, uh, usually on ABC. The cartoons, and they would play this Schoolhouse Rock snippet during commercial breaks, and you would learn something about you know education, whether it was math, whether it was history, English, whatever it was. And it was a fun way to get you to remember certain things. It certainly helped me, helped a lot of other kids. Uh, so Bob Duro uh, passing away at the age of 94. 94 is a pretty long life, so uh, good for Bob. And, uh, you know, unfortunately he has passed on. But Schoolhouse Rock lives on uh, in, uh, you know, reruns and YouTube and all kinds of other stuff. There were bands that had covered 
uh, these things better than Ezra and a couple of other different bands. They put out a schoolhouse rock um, CD back in the 90s, so very cool stuff. Uh, so let's get into some news and notes here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Dogfish Head um, has, is releasing Mixed Media. This is uh, it's a, 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 a beer that mixes hops, grapes, beer, and wine together. Uh, it's a distinct Belgian yeast strain. Uh, Dogfish Head Mixed Media uh, is a 7.5% uh, ABV beer wine hybrid, a spicy white wine body, notes of sweet melon and white grape. Uh, so 51% of the beer is coming from uh, fermentable grain. 49% of it comes from grapes. So it's kind of a mix, a half-and-half half beer and wine mix. Be interesting to try that uh, and see what it's like. Sweetwater Brewing, a new summer release coming out, sweet and tart as well. Tropically Fruity, Effervescent Sessionable, Sweetwater Tropical Lover, a 4.5% ABV American-style Berliner Weiss, uh, tempered by mango, passion fruit, and guava to a sweet, tart finish. Great Divide Brewing, uh, coming out with another Yeti sighting. This is a 9.5% ABV Imperial Stout, uh, vanilla oak-aged Yeti. So it's got some vanilla flavors in it, uh, as well as being a big boozy stout, I guess, for the summertime. I do like to have a stout once in a while in the summertime, especially if there's a fire going, you know, and it's not a super hot evening. Uh, definitely something I would like to uh, partake in, in terms of a stout. Uh, Amagang coming out with uh, a doubling down on a bourbon brandy, uh, and Belgian uh, type of beer. It has been aged for six months in a mix of bourbon and brandy casks. Amagang's Double Barrel Double, that's a 9.9% ABV Belgian-style ale uh, that has some wood notes as well in it uh, with uh, the bourbon and the brandy. So that'll be an interesting one to try. In fact, I know there was an Amagang um, tap takeover at Paragon Tap and Table the other day. Uh, didn't get a chance to try that. I don't know if that's out yet. I have to check that out. Finally, Adventurous from Hangar 24 Craft Brewing. Uh, they're approaching their 10th anniversary. They're introducing a new core beer, uh, and it makes its way. It makes its debut at the Redlands Tap Room uh, next week on May 5th. Also happens to be, of course, Cinco de Mayo. Uh, Hangar 24 Adventura, a 4.6% ABV Mexican-style lager. It was brewed with sea salt and fresh limes, so kind of a twist uh, on a uh, Corona uh, type of beer. Now, Stone Brewing on Sunday, May 6th, the official opening of Stone Brewing in Napa Valley uh, uh, coming up at just 2 p.m. until uh, from 2 p.m. until closing. Uh, my guess is closing is around midnight, one in the morning uh, at the historic Borreo Building, 933rd Street in Napa, California. Food, live music, and of course, fantastic craft beers that will be brewed out of Napa uh, in California. Again, uh, this takes place uh, Sunday, May 6th, so uh, a week from tomorrow. Uh, Stone Brewing uh, will be opening their new location in Napa. I was invited to the event, um, uh, the private part of the event, earlier in the day. Can't make it, of course. Uh, tough, for, you know, tough for me to get out there for a weekend uh, just to get to Napa, but I appreciate the folks from Stone uh, sending me the invitation. In fact, Stone also sent me uh, a couple of bottles of their Scorpion Bowl IPA. I ended up picking this up in the stores uh, when it came out back in March. Uh, it's a 7.5% uh, ABV. It's a really, really good uh, IPA. If you like your IPAs, it's kind of give you a nice, nice bitter bite to it uh, when you're drinking it. So the Scorpion Bowl IPA, definitely something you should try. I am sure that they will have that on tap uh, in Napa coming up next Sunday, uh, May 6th from 2 p.m. until closing. And then finally, one story I wanted to get to here uh, before we take a break, and we'll get into some more news and notes in the next break. Uh, the Brewers Association has named its first diversity ambassador, Jane Nickel Jackson Beckham. 
Uh, they have named her. She is a, she's a Ph.D. It's a, their first ever diversity ambassador. Jackson Beckham will travel around the country to State Guild and other craft brewing, uh, brewing community events to speak on best practices for diversifying both customer bases and staff and listen to current challenges in the area. She's going to work closely with the recently established diversity committee uh, that within the Brewers Association. Uh, she's an assistant professor of communication studies at Randolph College. Uh, Jackson Beckham is a storied history in the brewing community. She has been an avid home brewer for over a decade, has researched and written about beer and its place in American culture. She has delivered keynote addresses, presentations, and guest lectures on the culture and inclusiveness of craft beer. So congratulations uh, to Jay Nickel Jackson Beckham. Uh, she's the first diversity ambassador of the Brewers Association. And you know what? I think in this day and age, I think this is what you need. I, I, you know, unfortunately... In the beer world, sometimes uh, it has become an over uh, male culture, and there are not enough females that are involved in the business. And it, sometimes, you know, this has affected um, uh, the business and its, and the growth in its business because, listen, there are things uh, that go on. We've seen the recent story from Melvin Brewing of um, you know people being sexually harassed and and other things of that nature, derogatory terms. It's not necessary. It's not necessary to have this happen, not only in the brewing industry, but in any type of industry. It is simply not necessary. So hopefully um, Jackson Beckham, who from what I've read, uh, well-respected in the brewing world, uh, can bring and shine a light uh, on this uh, within the Brewers Association and with with Brewers uh, Nationwide. So congratulations to her. Lots of other news and notes to get to. Of course, we're going to get into it with Jay Wolf uh, later on in the program. Lots of stuff going on in the Hudson Valley. Um, His website is drinkhv.com. Jay has a unique job in which he works for a number of different breweries selling beer for a number of different breweries, uh, but also runs this site, drinkhv.com, and it's kind of a one-stop shopping to everything that is going on in the Hudson Valley. If you want to find out what's happening in the Hudson Valley, every Thursday, Jay comes out with uh, a new list of stuff that's going on that weekend, that coming weekend, uh, weekends to come. So if you want to make your planning uh, as the weather is getting warmer, summertime is you know is right around the corner, and you, maybe you want to do an outdoor beer festival or there's a particular brewery uh, that's doing something, this is what you definitely want to check out, uh, Jay Wolf's website from Drink hv.com and then there's some other great stuff that's coming up in may uh tonight i'm at westfield hops over at the westfield armory in westfield new jersey uh enjoying some great beer new jersey beers as well as uh national beers uh coming up in may on may 19th two big events that are going on you have the um five borough craft beer fest which is taking place at the well in brooklyn five borough craft beer fest.com the website for tickets definitely get those you're not gonna be able to buy them at the door this event is definitely going to sell out uh, for one price at $75, you're going to get beer, food, and music all included. That's awesome. Earlier in the day in Morristown, if you're in the Morristown, New Jersey area, you've got the B3 Showdown. It's beer, bacon, and barbecue. All Jersey beers, the all Jersey uh, food trucks, they compete against one another for best beers, uh, best use of bacon in barbecue, uh, best barbecue. It is a fantastic event. I'll be a judge at that event. There's a VIP session Carton Brewing and Twin Elephant are going to be the VIP beers. You will not be able to get them in the general session. It's an awesome event. B3, uh, I think it's B3.com. I'll check on the website and get back to you on that one. It is an event you do not want to miss, the Beer, Bacon, and Barbecue Showdown coming up. That's Saturday, May 19th. Uh, the noon to 1, I believe, is the uh, VIP session, and then 1 to 5 or 1 to one to 5. One to five or one to four, I think, is the uh, general session. I think it's four hours. So you definitely want to check that out. Now, when we come back after a short break, more news and notes to get to on this, the birthday edition of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. And it's only on AM 970.
the answer. Michael Medved wants to know, what is racial bias education? In 2015, Starbucks tried this campaign, which encouraged baristas to have enlightened conversations about race with customers so that everybody in Starbucks will be talking about race all the time. Uh-huh. What is this racial bias education going to teach people exactly? The Michael Medved Show. Afternoons at 3, right before Kevin McCullough at 5 on AM 970. The answer. Every child deserves a quality education. That's why NJEA members, teachers, and educational support professionals are proud to partner with parents to provide students with the support they need to be successful in school and in life. NJEA knows that when families and schools work together, our children are the winners. And our commitment to students is paying off. Did you know that according to some national publications, New Jersey schools lead the country in student achievement and giving children the chance to succeed? And our high school graduation rate is among the top in the nation. The College Board also reports that New Jersey students have the highest advanced placement scores in the nation. Go to NJEA.org to learn more about the great things happening in New Jersey's public schools. This message, sponsored by the New Jersey Education Association, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Dennis Prager here again, happily telling you about Relief Factor and my wife's knee pain that is gone because of Relief Factor. I'm taking it, and it lowers my pain as well. A lot of people have muscle or joint pain. Our housekeeper's husband couldn't work any longer because of back pain, so we gave him Relief Factor, and now he's back to work. Can I guarantee it will work for you? Of course not. But the majority of people who tried the three-week quick start for just $19.95 go on to order more. Give it a try at relieffactor.com. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6. Mike Gallagher at 10 on AM 970. The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast, and it's on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on social media very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Catulo, that's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, email at Albert NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Neon Knights, the, um, the uh, title, tra- well, not the title track, but the first track. Off of the Black Sabbath album Heaven and Hell, 
uh, featuring Ronnie James Dio as their lead singer after Ozzy had left the band 38 years ago this week. That album debuted uh, from Warner Brothers, and uh, what a tremendous album. Really put Black Sabbath back on the map again. They were having a lot of problems on their final tour uh, with Ozzy, or their final tour as the first incarnation of the band. Uh, Ozzy left, went on to do his solo stuff, and then would eventually reunite with Black Sabbath. But they brought in Ronnie James Dio, who was with uh, Rainbow at the time, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And Ronnie really turned the band over. Uh, wrote a lot more of the music on the album, kind of took a lot of that away from Tony Iommi, which was a good thing because they were struggling to write stuff, and, you know, Ronnie's influence with the band was awesome. They only did two albums, Heaven and Hell, Mob Rules, uh, two great albums, but Heaven and Hell happens to be one of my favorite uh, Black Sabbath albums uh, of all time. Just every track on Heaven and Hell is awesome. It's just it's a great, great heavy metal kick rear end uh type of uh type of album plain and simple i miss ronnie uh you know it's a shame he died uh, a number of years ago um but uh you know his dio disciples thing is going on right now uh, his wife wendy uh put this thing together where they're uh, doing a hologram of ronnie james dio uh haven't heard too much about it i do expect them to be touring in the states uh at some point here this year and if they are here uh, i am definitely going to see them in fact uh, ronnie's wife wendy had given Rob Halford, a ring that apparently Ronnie had worn uh, during tours, and apparently Rob is now wearing it uh, during the Judas Priest tour, which coincidentally enough, Priest, Deep Purple, late in the summer, uh, are going to be back around the East Coast uh, trying to figure out when I'm going to see them. I know they're going to be around Labor Day weekend, Jones Beach, I think Bethel Woods, and then uh, later in that week of Labor Day week, they're over at the PNC Bank Art Center, and I think I might just run down uh, to PNC for that show. It's on a Thursday night, but definitely Deep Purple and Judas Priest. Co-headlining now. Not One is not opening for the other. It's a co-headline tour. Uh, sounds like a lot of fun. Can't wait uh, to see that. Now, our guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, that's Jay Wolf from DrinkHV.com. Came into the studio, uh, taped something with me, and uh, very much appreciated uh, on my birthday. Uh, that happens in about 10 minutes from now. We'll talk to Jay all about the uh, the beer scene in the Hudson Valley and some other stuff as well. Shillelagh Lager, uh, the beer from uh, Chatham Brewing that um, uh, helps benefit the FDNY uh, Transport Foundation and, of course, the band Shillelagh Law. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. That's going to happen uh, very, very shortly, uh, probably about you know eight to nine minutes from now. A couple of other news and notes to get to before we take a break. Uh, Boston Beer Company. Uh, which makes Samuel Adams, Angry Orchard, Twisted Tea, and Truly Spiked and Sparkling Products, uh, reported first uh, quarter 2018 earnings uh, highlighted by double-digit revenue and shipment growth. Boston Beer reported a 17.8% increase in net revenue, $190.5 million, along with a 15% increase in shipments to 813,000 barrels through the first 13 weeks of 2018. Um, during quarter one of 2017, shipments declined 15% and revenue had dipped 14%. Uh, the company's shipment and revenue totals in quarter one 2018 mirrors results from quarter one 2016 when it shipped 830,000 barrels, brought in about $189 million, uh, during the first quarter. So Jim Cook, though, noted on this call, Angry Orchards Rosé, the number one new product innovation in the beer space, quote-unquote, uh, which he said included ciders and flavored malt beverages, followed by Sam 76. Uh, in regards to Rosé, Cook said the new offering has been able to capitalize on the popularity of Rosé wine, which has led to early consumer trial. He also credited great execution from the company's wholesalers and sales personnel for the positive results. Uh, Cook said of Rosé, it just makes sense. It's an easy thing to grasp. And I have to admit, 
Um, Sam, Sam Samuel Adams sent me uh, some bottles to sample. I did try it. It's nice. I'm not a rosé guy uh, by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but my wife and a uh, friend of mine both tried it, and both of them enjoyed it very much. In fact, my one friend, Kim, who I gave a couple bottles of the rosé to, she said this could be her new summertime uh, drink of choice. Uh, they really liked it. So I think, obviously, it's geared more towards women. Um, but, uh, you know, so far, so good. Although my wife did say they had Angry Orchard on tap uh, at my favorite place in Clark, New Jersey, Paragon Tap and Table about a week ago, and she had it on tap. And she wasn't crazy about it on tap, but she, we were both getting over colds, so that might have had something to do with it. But you, know, you never know. Uh, Breakside Brewery, uh, this uh, brewery out of uh, Portland, Oregon. Uh, nice folks have been sending me some uh, updates and news and stuff. They're actually going to be sending me this new beer uh, that's coming out. They have announced the launch of Rainbows and Unicorns. It's the second in a series of four rotating IPAs for this year. Uh, the session beer originally created for the 2015 Oregon uh, Brewers Fest showcases two favorite hop varietals, Galaxy and El Dorado. Um, this is going to have some uh, notes of uh, peach and apricot uh, with a little pineapple and lime zest. Uh, this is a 5.1% ABV, a 32 IBU, so not super bitter on the bitter scale. And um, Breakside Brews, uh, this beer in small batches will be released in limited quantities uh, from now through mid-July of this year. Uh, look for it on draft and in 22-ounce bottles. If I'm not mistaken, the folks from Breakside are going to be sending me a 22-ounce bottle uh, to sample on the show. We'll have that on a future uh, Suds and Duds segment. So that's very cool. So thanks to the folks uh, from Breakside Brewery. And finally, one other note, uh, this from the Brewers Association. So the Brewers Association, uh, uh, trying to um, continue to help small breweries distinguish their brands uh, from those owned by the larger beer companies such as AB and Miller Coors, so last year they came out, um, last June they came out with this um, stamp, Certified Independent Craft from the Brewers Association. It's an upside-down beer bottle. They were asking brewers to put it on their beers. A lot of them were doing that. Uh, about 3,200, more than 3,200 craft breweries have adopted the seal, placing it on packaging, marketing materials, merchandise websites, and in taproom windows. Now the Brewers Association want retailers to get on board with the movement. According to Julia Hers, who we've had on the program before, she's the BA's Craft Beer Program Director. Uh, retailers interested in separating craft from crafty brews, you can access free digital downloads of coasters, refrigerator wraps, and shelf talkers, among other items, all displaying the Indie Seal. Uh, she had sent an email to a great uh, website, a uh, news resource that we use all the time here, Brewbound. Uh, the retail environment is changing with the illusion of choice, and Big Beer has not been putting their name on the labels of purchased and formerly independent acquired beer brands. Uh, this seal, the seal and this new retail effort helps provide transparency. Uh, hers confirmed that the BA is not providing the physical items to retailers and only offering access to the art files. Retailers interested in displaying the BA's indie seal throughout their stores would still be responsible for covering the costs associated with producing the items. Uh, and then she says here, the uh, launch increases top-of-mind awareness and the fact that independent ownership matters for many beer lovers. Hers added, noting that purchases of BA-defined independent craft beer brands are 12% larger than those for brands owned by larger companies. So it'll be interesting to see if retailers uh, would download these things and start displaying them uh, in their cases, in signage, uh, throughout their store uh, to continue to move on and get uh, you know independent craft breweries um, you know, some more love. We'll see what happens. I, I have a feeling that um, you're going to see some of that and maybe not so much. I think some retailers are just, you know what, we put the beer on the show. Because, look, let's face it, there are some liquor stores uh, in New Jersey, and I'm only speaking of New Jersey. I'm not speaking of the rest of the country. 
But there are some liquor stores in New Jersey that cater to craft beer drinkers. Uh, they do a great job promoting craft beer. Small, independent, bigger, uh, bigger brewers, you know, the Sam Adams, the, the uh, founders of the world, um, and then the smaller ones, uh, the mid-level and the smaller ones, right? Uh, a lot of li- Some liquor stores do a great job of promoting that. And then there are others, they just throw the beer up on the shelf, and they don't care what happens. If it sells, it sells. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, so I think with this, you're asking people to download the artwork and go and ex- do an extra effort, basically, um, to either print signs, produce signs. I think some places are going to do it, and I think other places are just going to be like, eh, you know what, if you're not giving it to me for free, uh, you know, actually giving me signs to put up, I'm not going to take the extra effort. Because let's be fair, there are liquor stores that do a great job, uh, as I said, in promoting craft beer, and then there are others who, look, I make my money selling Bud and Coors Light. I got a lot of people that come in, a lot of regular drinkers that buy that stuff. That's where I move most of my volume. If I move some of my volume of craft beer, great. If not, oh, well, you know, so what? So, you know, so sorry. Who cares? Um, I think this is a good thing. I think this is something that if some of these retailers really latch on to, I think could promote bigger sales for them. Because it's funny. I, I, I do go to liquor stores at time, and I know this. It's, it sounds like it's very anal retentive, but it really it isn't. Freshness counts in beer. So if you go to a liquor store and you notice that, um, and there are times, uh, I'll check my local liquor store and I'll look at the dates on bottles. If I see something that's on there from 2016, I'm not buying it. Coronado Brewing is a perfect example. I love Coronado Brewing. I don't see enough of it in New Jersey, and I think that's the fault of the the distributor itself, um, not pushing the brand. But I noticed at one of my local liquor stores, they stock Coronado beer, but a lot of it is not fresh. A lot of it is a year or two years old. I'm not going to buy beer, especially IPAs that are two years old. They're not meant to be aged. They're meant to be drank fresh. Okay? So I will buy stuff that's fresher, or I'll buy hyper-local because I know that it's fresh because I know that they just got it. That's the key. You got to do your due diligence. You got to check. It's like buying a loaf of bread. You're not going to buy a loaf of bread that's stale. You're simply not. You're going to buy a loaf of bread that's fresh, that's not going to expire for a week. I mean, that's just the bottom line. It's the same thing with beer. Some beer can be aged. Lots of it can't. Drink it fresh. And there you go. Now, when we come back after a short break, Jay Wolf from DrinkHV.com will join me in studio, and that happens next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. Mostly cloudy, 57 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. An 11-year-old Suffolk County boy scheduled to appear in family court after claiming that he had a gun and a bomb in his backpack. Terry McCready explains. Police say the boy was on a school bus headed to Samoset Middle School in Lake Ronkonkoma on Friday morning when he told two students that he was planning to shoot up his school. The Daily News reports authorities searched his backpack and locker, but no weapons or other threats were found. The boy was charged with making a terroristic threat and released to his parents. I'm Terry McCready, NBC News Radio. New York. A fugitive is back in police custody after escaping yesterday morning from St. Barnabas Hospital in the Bronx. Authorities say 27-year-old Kevin Taylor was found in a new change of clothes but still in handcuffs. He had been arrested Wednesday on drug and weapons charges. Prosecutors are likely to file new charges in connection to his alleged escape. In sports, the Mets take on the Padres, the Yankees play the Angels, and Major League Soccer, the Red Bulls, will play Los Angeles later tonight. 
Time to check the traffic. It's been busy on the George Washington Bridge tonight. First, we have a crash on the inbound upper level, a motor vehicle crash involving a tractor trailer blocking one of the tow lanes. An earlier crash cleared by the New Jersey Tower. All in all, at least a 15-minute delay, 10 minutes for the lower deck. At the Lincoln Tunnel, it's 10 to 15 both ways. And the Holland Tunnel, still 25 in the outbound direction, 10 minutes inbound from 1 to 9. Busy at the Midtown Tunnel, a 40-minute delay with the Queensbound South Tube closed. At all lanes, are shut down on the Taconic. State Parkway southbound at Route 100 with a serious crash. You now know how not to go. Weather tonight, scattered showers, low 45 to 50. Sunday, more clouds than sun, breezy, high near 60. Sunday night, partly to mostly cloudy, breezy, showers possible late at night, low 45. And then Monday, partly to mostly cloudy, breezy, maybe a lingering shower in the morning, high of 60. Tuesday, sunny and breezy, high 70 to 75 degrees. I'm Dave Benning, AM 970, The Answer. When you or a family member is in an accident, the name that comes to mind is Bramnick. Lawyers John and Brent Bramnick at the Bramnick Law Firm can be reached seven days a week. Phone consultations are free and accident cases are handled on a contingency fee. No recovery, no fee. John Bramnick began his law practice in 1984 and now has 17 lawyers and a staff of 30 ready to assist you. Not every accident results in a lawsuit, but if a lawsuit is necessary, the Bramnicks have the resources to pursue the case and take it to trial. Not all cases require a trial, but Bramnick lawyers have the trial experience necessary to fight for your fair compensation. If you're wondering how your medical bills are paid, how you'll be compensated for lost earnings, they have all the answers. The Bramnick lawyers handle on-the-job accidents as well as a wide variety of cases involving negligence. If it's an accident, then you need to call Bramnick at 1-877-423-4878. That's 1-877-423-4878. Or you can reach them at johnbramnick.com. That's J-O-N-B-R-A-M-N-I-C-K.com. Hi, this is Phil Boyce, Senior VP here at Salem. And if you listen to AM 970, The Answer, you know we have a heart for the less fortunate. And in fact, we think you do too. That's why we're asking if you want to help us with our 2018 Business Benefactor Program. We're raising money to feed starving kids in Haiti and Guatemala with food for the poor. You can make a tax-deductible donation of $2,500 to food for the poor. Then you'll receive an advertising schedule with an even greater value. You receive 40 commercials on AM 970, The Answer. We'll help you write them and produce them. And we'll list your business, along with the others on the air, on the Joe Piscopo Show multiple times. You'll drive new traffic to your business and help us feed the poor and the less fortunate. Call our sales manager, Laura Schaefer, if you want to participate. It's 212-857-9639. Call Laura right now at 212-857-9639. Grow your business and feed the hungry on AM 970, The Answer. AM 97, The Answer. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T. U-double-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget, iTunes, Google Play. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can download and uh, listen to all of the craft beer casts at your leisure. A little uh, You're Crazy from Guns N' Roses, the uh, debut album from them, Appetite for Destruction. It's a great album. Obviously, a lot of you know big hits on there. Welcome to the Jungle, Night Train, Mr. Brownstone, Paradise City. That is one that is not played as much on radio uh, as you would think and definitely something 
And then if you're looking to go deeper into the catalog, uh, or deep tracks, as they used to call it back on uh, on radio back in the day, uh, is definitely something that you want to check out. But my next guest on the cast, he works for a bunch of different breweries in the Hudson Valley. And, hap- and uh, oddly enough, because it's my birthday today, and I've been talking about it during the whole show, about how it's my birthday and I'm at an event in Westfield, New Jersey, at Westfield Hops, having beers. But Jay decided to drop by, drop some beers off for yours truly uh, on this, my, I'm not going to say my age, but I'm not yet 50, so let's put let's put it that way. But uh, drinkhv.com is the website for more information. And uh, let me welcome in Jay Wolf to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Jay, thanks for coming in studio. My Appreciate pleasure, it. man. Happy birthday. Thank you, 29 again, right? Yeah, 29, exactly. Yeah, That's what I'm going to be for the rest of my life. <laughs> now, Jay, you've got a number of different breweries that you work with in the Hudson Valley and in, in New York in general, uh, New York City as well as upstate. Tell the audience how you got involved with selling beer. Uh, so I started um, just... I had a little beer blog called Drink Hudson Valley, drinkhv.com. Uh, I was just a fan. Um, I was in radio like yourself way back when. Right. Uh, so we did a lot of stuff with the bre- local breweries and that kind of thing back in the day. And then uh, once I got out of radio, started doing a podcast and knowing how things work. So we uh, got hooked up with Blue Point down in Long Island. Right. Um, they gave us free beer. We were kind of like their online brand ambassadors, yep. which is great. So we would go down to their Cask Fest, which actually just happened last weekend, right. which is an awesome event. And uh, we got to know the whole all the Long Island breweries. And from there... Uh, the Hudson Valley scene started blowing up kind of like the Long Island scene was. So I started up a blog to just kind of help promote the local breweries because that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up falling into uh, just meeting a lot of people, networking. I uh, got an offer to do marketing and uh, some sales for a beer, beer chain called Beer World, which is up there, which is uh, their, their location in Kingston's like a 15,000 square foot beer store. Wow. And they had a couple other locations. So I did all the marketing, online social media. We started distributing a few brands. Uh, and then from there, I, I started up uh, my own little company, and now I do uh, some sales and marketing for a few breweries up there, Chatham Brewing, uh, Millhouse Brewing Company in Poughkeepsie, uh, Adirondack from Lake George, and right now I'm working with Twin Fork from Long Island and uh, Penning Cidery, which is up in Warwick in Orange County. So Very cool. The yeah. Twin Fork, by the way, you brought last time. That is some good stuff. Yeah, Crescendo oh, actually, No, actually, you know who gave that to me? I think a friend, the Twin Fork. Did you bring the Twin yeah, Fork Yeah, I brought you the Twin Fork. You did? Yeah. That is... Good stuff, right on, man. I mean, really good stuff. Thank and you. I know you brought you brought some stuff today from uh, Chatham that we're going to talk about in just a minute. And speaking of Chatham Brewing, uh, the Shillelagh Lager, uh, it's become quite the hit. Part of it is because it has to do with a great charity uh, for the fire department, but also because of the beer itself. Why do you think that is with lagers, especially? Uh, lagers are just. I mean, if you ever talk to brewers, they're they, they go to their go to is like pilsners and lagers. Right. That's their thing. They like they're they're tired of the whole the New England IPA thing and. It gets kind of boring for them. It's boring for them to make. There's not a lot of nuance to it. A lot of them mm-hmm. kind of taste the same. So when you talk to brewers, they're all kind of, hello. Right. They're all kind of drinking. Yeah, sorry, don't worry. About oh, geez, the, the, cro- the cross apart. fell off the wall. The cross fell. Oh, boy. Well, that's a sign, I think, because of this awesome charity beer. Because that's a cross that's usually on a uh, on a casket. So hopefully, well, all right. I well. think that's that's Thule, who the, the firefighter who passed away there that our go. beer is in honor of. I think that's uh, his way of saying hello there. I think that's what it is. But uh, what? Talk to us a little bit about the Shillelagh Lager. We talked about it last time, but it, it goes to a great benefit for the fire department, right? Yeah, um, this is we're, we're we just sold out last time the second batch. We only thought we were going to make one batch, so mm-hmm. we hooked up with this band Shillelagh Law, who's from the Bronx and Yonkers. A couple of the guys are firefighters; they're real tied in with the community. They're they've been playing around the city for twenty years, so they're New York's thirstiest band. They like that's to call awesome. Themselves. That's a great. And I, I knew those guys. I've been a fan for a while because I'm from Brooklyn, so I knew them. So. Through me up to Chatham, we uh, we got together with them for a festival last year. We said, hey, why don't we make a beer and we'll pour it at the festival that they were playing at. Uh, fast forward to a year later, we did a release for St. Patty's Day. We said, why don't we put the beer out in cans? 
uh, and tie in, tie in one of the charities that you guys are close with. So mm. they chose the FDNY Fire Family Transport Foundation, okay. which these guys provide transportation for the families and firefighters when they're injured, if they're in the hospital, uh, for funerals, unfortunately. So they take care of all the transportation for, for the families, which nice. is, which is a, a great foundation. And um, th- this one family, uh, jo- Joseph Tooley, uh, O'Toole was um, one of the, the guys who was really close with the band. So the beer's in memory of him, and uh, they have a, a vehicle that's that's the Thule van, they call it. Nice. And so it's through his family and, and the band. We've uh, we've raised over $1,000. We actually presented the first check to the foundation last week. Very cool. And the demand has been so insane that we're most uh, 99% sure we're going to be doing a third batch of cans because we can't even keep up with the demand. I have people literally following my vehicle around Long Island last week. That's trying, awesome. And then waiting for me at the stores as I drop them off, buying the cases right off the shelf. That's great. And, and obviously a portion of the proceeds goes towards the, the Yeah, fund, to the so FDNY family. That is yep, very absolutely. cool. Talking with Jay Wolf, he works for a bunch of different breweries in the Hudson Valley, Chatham being one of them. Uh, drinkhv.com is the website for more information on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you talked about how brewers uh, like to make pilsners and lagers, and I wanted to talk to you about New England IPA, so it's a great way that you, you brought this up. Uh, and obviously, New England IPAs being a trend right now. Yep. The big thing at the moment, breweries upstate are they producing more of these styles to meet with the trends, or or do they feel like, well, it's a passing fad? You know, we'll leave that to the New England brewers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so there, there's definitely, you know, there's uh, the saying, you know, pilsners to pay the billsners. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. I like that. Uh, but yeah, we have uh, we have a few breweries, you know. A lot of more a lot of breweries are definitely trying to have a lager or a pilsner. Um, Chatham, we have a few of them. We have a few different lagers. Um, uh, Suarez, which is a great brewery up in Columbia County where Chatham is, um, he, he loves doing uh, doing lagers as well. Um, Industrial Arts over in Garneville oh. does a killer pilsner called Metric. Yep. So it, it, it's definitely coming on. And I remember it was probably a year ago when I was on. Right. You know, you asked me what I think the next trend is, and I said, I think we've gone so full circle that we're going to come back around to light beer. And, and you're right. And, and the light lo and beer behold, seems to be, I mean, you've got uh, Firestone Walker with their lager. Founders, Founders just Founders came out doing it. Right. So and I, yeah, Night Shift over in Massachusetts. Uh, I think you're right because I think that <laughs> a lot of people, especially when it comes to the warmer months, although in the New York City area you wouldn't know it's, oh, it's God, warm yet please. because the winter has been insane. But I think you're right. I think you're definitely seeing the trend of lighter beers because yep. people want to go to concerts or hang out at the beach. And you don't want to be overwhelmed with an 8 or a 9% IPA. And, and, you know, you can only drink one or two of them, whereas with a lager, you could drink four or five and not feel bloated. And it makes sense, too. And, like, the market's so oversaturated now. It's like, where are you going to go? What else are you going to make that's not the same as everybody else is making? And if you just look, oh, where, what, what's the, the number one beer that the majority of beer drinkers are drinking? They're drinking light beer. Yep. So if you can grab a little bit from, from there, you, you can make a few extra bucks. It, it's interesting because my wife is not an IPA drinker, but she loves a juicy IPA. She's actually gotten into it because it's not doesn't have that bitter bite. It doesn't have the, the character of, of an IPA, of a, nor, of a normal IPA. I love when some of these people post on social media, oh, my God, uh, th- this is the best IPA I've ever had this that or or this is too bitter for me. Well, it's supposed to be bitter. That's mm. what an IPA is. You're supposed to get that bitter that that bite when you drink it from the hops or you know wh- whatever ingredients that, that they're putting into it. So it's amazing to me the the differences of people between drinks. But it's funny how my wife really enjoys uh, a juicy IPA. Well, what's funny about it is that these yeah these new New England styles are not bitter at all. And so it's it's funny that the most the new most popular style of beer is a beer that doesn't taste like beer. Exactly, it tastes literally like everything but beer. It but tastes like orange, orange juice, juice or like pineapple juice. <laughs> Exactly. So the most popular beer is beer for people who don't like beer. Uh, but, hey, 
the more people we can bring to the party, the better. You know what That's I mean? It. And from that, they're going to start exploring other stuff, and it's it's just great for you know craft beer in general. Exactly. Talking with Jay Wolf, he works for a bunch of different breweries in and around uh, New York and the New York City area. Uh, drinkhv.com is the website for more information here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And speaking of the website, where can people... Uh, or what can people find when they go to drinkhv.com? Uh, I generally just post all the social medias, all, you know, at drinkhv for the most part, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. But I, I just generally repost other stuff that's going on, that whether they're new releases, um, you know, events going on. Hudson Valley, we do it. We do a nice event listing every week. That's like our main thing. So anything that's going on, whether it's tastings, tap takeovers, festivals, uh, Drink HV every Thursday, we put out a, a, an exhaustive list of everything going on. So mm-hmm. people coming up to Hudson Valley, check check out the list and you'll definitely be able to find something cool going on. Very cool. And there's some stuff going on this weekend as well, right? The big yeah. event is uh, TAP? Yeah, right? TAP New York, which I'm not at this year for like the first time in five years, but my liver needs a little vacation. Uh, I understand. But yeah, it's, uh, it's the biggest uh, festival in New York State. It's all every pretty much every uh, brewery in New York State is invited to it. Uh, it happens at Hunter Mountain. Uh, it's two days. It's Saturday and Sunday. So if you're listening tonight on, on Saturday night, uh, there's always tickets available for Sunday. Sunday's a big bus day. Mm. A lot of uh, bars put together their bus trips, and everyone hops on the bus, goes nice. out there, and it's a great time. There's usually like over 100 different breweries there, and uh, everybody brings out some some special stuff, their best stuff. It's a real it's a real fun time both for the breweries because we get to all kind of hang out and network uh, in an overnight setting. You know, Everyone stays at right. the lodge, and there's sure. parties galore. But it's great for the people, too. And what's awesome, too, is food is included. Oh, so, that's great. So, See? Yeah, that's you pay something one that price. I, yeah. I, there's, that's something I've been talking about. Last week I had on one of the um, – uh, the people, Lawrence Sokol from the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest. That's taking place May 19th at the Well in Brooklyn. And for one price, for $75, you're getting beer, food, and music all included. Mm-hmm. And the, the great thing about this is that it's a lot of the brewers that are bringing beer are rare stuff, stuff that you're not going to get elsewhere, yep. and they limited the amount of tickets. So I think, to me, that going forward, I think that's the key with a lot of these festivals. Everybody's throwing a festival, and you're like, all right, it's the same stuff, it's the same this. I think you have to kind of set yourself apart a little bit yeah. in that. Tap's great. I mean, there's like I said, there's so many festivals now, and it's kind of a bummer. A lot of them are, are overpriced, and you go, and they're super crowded, and it's right. just volunteers pouring the beer. There's no, like, real investment. You know, it's just, like I said, some volunteer pouring mm-hmm. beer, and it's just a bunch of cans in a bucket, and there's nobody there from the brewery. But Tap is great because breweries come from all over the state, so you do get breweries from, like, out Buffalo, Rochester, way up north. Everybody comes, and all the breweries come, like the brewers come, the owners come. So 99%, you're going to be talking to somebody behind that booth who is invested in that brewery, whether it's the owner or the brewer. So you could actually talk to them, ask them about their beer. They're going to be knowledgeable. Um, so it, it that's one of the things that makes Tap great is – a, food, B, all the brewers and owners are there, and C, you get to try stuff from all over the state that you don't normally get to Very try. Very cool. And you know what, folks? If you haven't been trying uh, beers in New York State, you are missing out on something. They, you know, New Jersey's doing a good job, but boy, I'll tell you, New York State has exploded in the last four or five years because Governor Cuomo, as much as I don't like the guy, he has relaxed the laws <laughs> to allow breweries to prosper in the state, and they're doing a fantastic job. If you can check it out tomorrow... Uh, definitely at Hunter Mountain. Look for tickets. You definitely want to go to something like this. They do. I think they, there's another event they do in Syracuse, right? Uh, later in the year. I think yeah, there's. there's uh, I mean, they're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. You got to look it up. Go to drinkhv.com. That's his. That's Jay's website. He lists all of these things. It's awesome. It comes out every Thursday. You get a comprehensive list of what's going on for the weekend. And Jay. I can't thank you enough for coming in on my birthday. My pleasure, in studio, man. he brings me a pineapple Bombo Genesis double IPA. We're just talking about juicy IPAs. I'm definitely <laughs> oh, yeah. cracking that one. So 
Jay, I appreciate it, my friend. Thanks for having me, Al. Always good to see you. You got it. When we come back, it's time for Suds and Duds with the aforementioned Pineapple Bombo Genesis Double IPA and some other stuff as well. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. How did Joe Piscopo start your morning? Even the liberal Democrats, they're anti-Semitic now. I don't care what you say. They're anti-Semitic. And it's the liberal Democrats. And they're my buddies. And I say to my... And they're Jewish. I say to my Jewish friends. Do you, you understand... You, 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 how everybody's anti-Israel? What? Why is there this anti-Semitic ride? Well, I'm going to vote for Hillary. Well, you know, I vote for Barack Obama. But do you understand where they stand in regards to Israel? Listen to Piscopo in the morning on AM 970. The answer. Have you ever had a legal question pertaining to elder law or estate law and wondered what's the best course of action to take? During Kevin McCullough Radio, you'll hear from Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law answering a real listener's actual question. If you have a legal question for Mike Connors, the Ask the Lawyer host simply email the question to mikeconnors at gmail.com. That's mikeconnors at gmail.com. Or call Mike's office at 718-238-6500 and see for yourself. That's Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors every Saturday evening at 6 on AM 970, The Answer. My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Listen to us anywhere. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio.com. Get the app at am970theanswer.com. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T, U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget, iTunes and Google Play, just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast, and you can download and listen to every show. Little head games from Farner as we uh, finish up here this birthday edition of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, uh, this is one of those shows that I am definitely going to go see uh, this coming summer. Um, you know, Farner, Whitesnake, the Jason Bonham Band, uh, or the Jason Bonham Experience, however you want to call it. Uh, I, I really want to go see this, and I think this is one of those shows at PNC where I'm probably just going to buy lawn seats, and um, you know, wherever I'm, wherever I'm at, I can hear the show. Great. Um, don't need to be right up front. You know, you always take a risk when you buy lawn seats because if it rains, it's rain or shine, and you have to deal with the uh, inclement weather. But uh, and the June, I don't know. This is uh, that's one of those ones where I'm just thinking, the heck with it. Just buy the lawn seats and uh, and be done with it. Should be a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, let's go uh, to uh, our uh, suds and duds segment for the uh, final segment of the program. Of course, uh, right now, I am at Westfield Hops at the Westfield Armory. We'll have a full review of that next week. Uh, thanks, Allison, for the tickets and your hospitality. It's always uh, always a great time at one of Allison's events. She throws so many of them. The next one that she's throwing, the big one, uh, is the B three. Over at uh, Lewis uh, Meadow Park, 
in Morristown. The B3, it's the Bacon Barbecue Beer Extravaganza. You definitely want to get tickets for this. Uh, a lot of There's uh, VIP beers. Carton Brewing is going to be one of the VIP beers. I think Twin Elephant is the other one. And it's all Jersey beers, Jersey food trucks, barbecue, uh, bacon, beer. The ticket gets you in for the beer. Uh, and, of course, if you buy the VIP tickets, you get in for the VIP session, which means you get Carton and Twin Elephant as well. And uh, some small bites, um, you know, as well, if you go for the general admission, you have to pay for the food trucks. But the food trucks are amazing, folks. Trust me, it is definitely worth the price. That's coming up Saturday, May 19th. Also Saturday, May 19th, the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest at the Well in Brooklyn. Tickets will sell out for that event, so you definitely don't want to wait on that. If you're looking to go, fiveboroughcraftbeerfest.com is the website for more info on that and where to purchase tickets as well. So Suds and Duds kicking it off with a haze formation by Erie Brewing Company, a brewer, uh, brewing company that I did not know of, and at a little place up in northern New Jersey called the River of Beer uh, in Bloomingdale, New Jersey. Phenomenal place. Small. They opened at 3 o'clock. Uh, great tap selection. The food was phenomenal. Had a great burger. Uh, but the beer was excellent. Nice bite, little juicy, very good beer. Definitely check out the River of Beer up in Bloomingdale, New Jersey, just off of 287. Uh, it is a nice little place. Glad I found it uh, last week, uh, night before our business breakfast that we had uh, for the radio station. Uh, had a Nitro Minaret by Cigar City Brewing. Uh, nice and smooth on Nitro. Slight taste of bitterness in this. Very tasty. Nutty and malty, too, on this. Um, you know, I, there are some things from Cigar City that I like. This happens to be one of them. Uh, if they had this in a can or a bottle, uh, I would definitely look to get this one. It was uh, it was very tasty at my uh, favorite place at Paragon Tap and Table. And then what my wife and I did, we were out to dinner on Saturday night, last Saturday night. We decided to take a ride. It was nice out. My wife hadn't been out of the house in a couple of days. Uh, decided, let's go take a ride. So we started we started riding down on the parkway. We jumped on, uh, we jumped on 18, and I said, you know what? Let's go down to Kane. Uh, she wanted to do a little shopping. We did a quick little bit of shopping down uh, near Asbury, and then we swung over to Kane before they closed, and we split a flight. She did the, uh, what was it, the Port Amina and the uh, Morning Bell. She loved the Morning Bell, didn't like the Port Amina. I knew she'd like the Morning Bell. The coffee flavor in that is great. If you're into coffee, that's definitely a beer uh, to get. But I ended up with, uh, the, I started off with the Side Shore, a real nice, crisp, refreshing summertime Pilsner. Excellent. Different change of pace. Uh, didn't even know that Kane made a Pilsner. Uh, glad I got it. Really good. Again, for me, it's a summertime beer. And then I had the Whole Leaf Magic uh, from Kane. A uh, great hop to the smooth with a little bit of tropical note in it. It was fantastic. And then I ended up picking up uh, a four-pack of Overhead and their newest one, Solitude, which is their Belgian Dark. Um, you know, it had, there's chocolate and fruity, uh, fruity notes in it. Um, my wife looked at it. She said, I think that's a bottle for us. I said, all right, let's get that, and we'll bring it home. So when I crack that, uh, we will definitely review it. So uh, the Whole Leaf Magic from Kane and the Sideshore. If you're looking for a different, a different beer with the Sideshore, uh, if you're looking for a Pilsner with a little bit of a kick to it, this is definitely one to get. Excellent stuff. Kane is just cranking out some great beers down in Ocean County. If you haven't been there, I uh, honestly, I urge you, get over there. They're in a little industrial park. Saturday, their hours, I think it's noon to 7. They do close early, um, but uh, it is definitely worth uh, the trip down there. And, of course, you can get, uh, I think it's Head High, Overhead, and um, Sneak Box in cans uh, at the brewery. And, of course, you can fill growlers as well. And if they have any of their bottled uh, stuff, their uh, you know, one-off stuff, you can definitely get it there as well. Now, Jay Wolf, who was our guest in the last segment, he brought us some beers, uh, brought me some beers uh, from uh, Chatham Brewing. We've had the Shillelagh Lager before, 
And again, like he said, it's killing it. The Shaleli Logger is just selling out everywhere. He can't get them off, out of his car fast enough to get them into the bars, which is great. But he also brought me the Pineapple Bombo Genesis uh, by Chatham Brewing. Really good. Pineapple is nice. It's not a juice bomb by any stretch of the imagination. There's a great bite to it. Um, They use pineapple puree in this. And the pineapple is subtle. You would think that this can screams uh, an overwhelming use of pineapple. There isn't. Um, It is very, very subtle uh, and really nice. Very tasty. Really enjoyed that. So, Jay, thank you so much for bringing that um, uh, to the uh, Craft Beer Cast. Really enjoyed it and looking forward to some other stuff as well uh, from Chatham Brewing and some of the other breweries that he works for as well. Millhouse is one of them. There's the one on Long Island uh, that I forget. Twin Fork? I think it's Twin Fork. That's what he said. Um, then I had uh, from the good folks from Left Hand Brewing, Ashley from Left Hand Brewing sent over some juicy goodness. You definitely taste the juiciness in this. Not bitter at all. Smooth. It's a golden ale. Uh, it is definitely not... Um, it, you know, not an IPA by any stretch. And I know Golden Ales throw off some people, um, but this was really nice. You got you got a real nice juicy flavor to it, but very, very slight bitterness. Uh, a nice starter beer. That's that's what I, I would look at from that. And then finally, finished up with the Hopfish uh, India Pale Ale by Flying Fish at one of my favorite places to eat, Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza. They used to be uh, on the program uh, doing some ads for us as well as on the Joe Piscopo Show. They're not uh, right now. Hopefully, we're going to get them back. Uh, but nice hop on this beer. Bitter bite at the, on the back end. Very tasty. Um, this was a, a really enjoyable one. I thought I had had this before, but apparently I didn't. And it's See, this is a great thing about Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza. This is going to be a short little ad for Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza. They make, obviously, they make great pizza. Their sandwiches are excellent. Uh, they do a really good job with a lot of their foods. And their wings. I mean, I can't tell you enough about the wings and how good they are. They're not spicy. They're just cooked in a coal fire oven. Uh, but the caramelized onions that they put on these bring out such a flavor to them. And they are piping hot, a couple pieces of focaccia bread. They are excellent. I could have the wings just in and of itself as a meal. I don't even need to have the pizza. That's how good it is. But a pot of meatballs, if you want, you get to, you get to take the pot and you get to take it home. It's phenomenal. But they have a great local selection of beers. That's the good thing. Yeah, they have some national brands. They've got Sam Adams. They've got Peroni. But the local beers are what makes Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza a great place. They make fantastic drinks. Desserts are great. But the local beers, that is always a great selling point uh, when, you go into a, when you go into a national chain. It's really great that they have uh, local beers on tap. So just an awesome job uh, out of Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza and great job out of Flying Fish. It's a great beer, very tasty. Uh, you will definitely enjoy it if you're into uh, IPAs with a, a, you know, a bit of a bite and a little bit of hop to it. But, folks... We are out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Jay Wolf from DrinkHV.com. Jay, thanks for coming in studio, and thank you for the beers. Very much appreciate that as well. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. Next week on Suds and Duds, we'll review Westfield Hops and all the great beers that were at that event and some other beers as well. Since it is my birthday tonight, I'm sure I'll be imbibing in some other things as well. This has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.